We have tons of time to sit at home and watch movies. And we both have been doing that. Oh, boy. <laughs> and we're going to dive right into what we've been watching on episode 97 of the podcast. Cue the music. Welcome, everyone, to the Entertainment Buffet Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon Presick. And I'm your other host, Jessica Quaz. And we had so much to talk about to catch up on. We decided to make this two episodes, guys. We were going to do all TVs and movies in one episode, but we couldn't, we couldn't keep it to one. Uh, <laughs> We've been watching a lot. <laughs> We've been watching a lot, a lot to catch up on. So uh, instead of trying to like rush and shove it all into one me- mega episode, we're giving you two. So on uh, this episode, we're going to do that. Um, before we get going, uh, Jess, uh, I would love you to share everyone the awesome news, what's coming up soon, uh, a new show you're involved in. Yeah, so I have a new podcast launching March 7th. Um, it is called Second Chance Movies. My co-host and I, um, we take movies that were divisive, beloved, hated, um, and we give them a second chance and we see, uh, does our first opinion on the first viewing change at all or not? Were we right? Were we wrong? Were people too hard on it? Were people too nice on it? Um, no movies really off the table. We're not just doing like bad movies. Uh, so our first episode is Passengers, uh, which is a bad movie, <laughs> turns out. It is. Uh, it is not great. <laughs> um, and we'll see how it holds up only four years after it came out. Um, and then, yeah, we have others lined up. We're going to be doing Phantom Menace, which is always controversial in the Star Wars world. Um, and we got some old award movies, seeing how they've hold up. So yeah, again, it's called Second Chance Movies. You can follow us on Twitter or Instagram at Second Chance Movies. And you can find us wherever you're listening to this on. Uh, we'll be on Spotify, Apple. And yeah, Second Chance Movies, uh, March 7th is when it's starting. Yeah, check it out. I'm not just plugging it because Jess is my friend, but also because I'm interested uh, in the premise. And as someone who is often telling people to give something a second chance because I love it, um, I also need to give things a second chance. There's lots of times where I'll say, see like one of Tarantino's movies the first time I saw it when I was younger. And I'm like, I don't know. And then like seeing it again, I was like, oh, wait a minute. You know, like it just, Mm -hmm. sometimes it doesn't take the first time or maybe you're in a bad mood. Maybe you're in a weird place. And so by giving things another chance can really give you perspective, good or bad. Yeah. And also like the time that it came out has a lot to do with it too. And like what was going on in that time um and what like our culture is like now and how it how it is now um so yeah i'm excited for it Uh, i definitely want to get some suggestions from brandon and we're gonna have him on the show at some point as well um so yeah second chance movies please check it out awesome well uh today we're going to be talking about movies whether it's stuff we haven't seen before maybe it's stuff we have seen before and we're giving it uh, another chance 
but uh, yeah, uh, Jess was away for um, some episodes of the podcast. This is usually a segment of the podcast where we just kind of catch up what we've been watching, recommendations and such. But since she was gone for a little bit, we had so much to talk about, like we said, couldn't be contained in one episode. So now we're diving into movies. And to kick things off, we're going to talk about things in the documentary category of movies. So Jess, what docs have you been jumping into? So I recently watched a documentary that a lot of people have been talking about, and that is Framing Britney Spears. It's on Hulu. Uh, It's presented by the New York Times. Uh, It's like an hour, hour and a half long. Um, And it is a lot. It is (laughs) like, like, it's emotional. It's heartbreaking. It's infuriating. Um, Yeah. I would say if you are a millennial especially uh you need to watch it whether you were or were not a fan of britney spears you need to watch it um especially if you have access to hulu again it's only an hour hour and a half of your time um because not only do they get into like what's going on with her currently and her conservatorship and the free britney movement but they really hone in on just the chaos and the misogyny and like lack of humanity was given mm-hmm. at such a young age. And it's just disgusting because, I mean, I remember some of this like coverage. I remember some of these happen, hap- some of these things happening. I'm sure you do too, where she shaved her head um, and they get into that. Like what her frame of mind was, which was like, you know, you guys, you won't leave me alone. You want me to be this way? Well, I'm not. I'm going to fuck it. Like, yeah. so they get into that. But there's some things that are, like, so just, like, dirty and disgusting that were, like, on, on television and on magazines and, like, totally acceptable. Like, at one point, they show an old clip of her being interviewed by a man and she looks really young like i would guess she was somewhere between like 17 to 20 like she's young and he literally is like so i want to ask you about about the thing and she's like what and he's like i want to ask you about your boobs and she's like it's awful because that's the thing "Mm -hmm." and she is like she has a smile on her face the whole time because she can't be difficult uh otherwise she's gonna be a diva so he's like and he's basically harassing her like on live television being like you don't like talking about your boobs do you and she's like no not really and he's like does it make you uncomfortable and she's like i just don't like talking about it like and we like that was fine that was fine that was perfectly acceptable um and it's just disgusting like the things that her and other women that were celebrities and young were going through um they weren't treated like typical human beings they were truly treated like objects and this wasn't that long ago um so that's why i say like any millennial should watch it because if you grew up in this time that time and you know those things it's 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 a learning experience to look back on it and think like wow this really wasn't all that long ago that like misogyny and just straight up sexism was put out there and what does that do to a girl's psyche like what does that do to someone who sees that and you know like it's just it's just awful um like they're like 
it, like, it's just so many disgusting things. Like, she really was treated so horrifically um, for just being, like, successful. Like, that's what that was. And, of course, like, the way she was treated would lead to some sort of mental breakdown. I don't know what kind of person could go through what she went through and not have an, like a like a thing and so <laughs> yeah like so real quick just like for instance like i'm sure a lot of us know about the umbrella incident where like she beat up a paparazzi's car with an umbrella and it was like huge fucking news and we all like foddered it it was like wow someone's gone crazy ha 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 um they get into that full story and what happened that led up to that and it's fucking heartbreaking she just she was have like having a really bad day and these two paparazzis would not leave her alone they were like stalking her when she was going over to uh, Kevin Federline, that's a name we haven't talked about in a long time, <laughs> when she was going over to Kevin Federline's house and trying to see her kids, and he was refusing to let her in, he wouldn't let her see the kids, um, and the paparazzi, two paparazzis are following her the whole time, so she leaves K-Fed's house, she's upset, K-Fed. because <laughs> K-Fed, remember that, yep, mm. uh, taking me back, um, she leaves his house. This is a mother who is denied seeing her children and she's upset and just wants to see her kids. Um, and so her and her cousin were driving, her cousin was driving and they pulled into like, like a Jiffy Lube or a gas station or something. And immediately like she's sitting in the car. You can tell from like the videos and photos, like she's like upset. Like she is hurt. Like she is, in a lot of pain and this guy immediately is like going up to the car and be like hey hey i just want to ask how you're doing you doing okay you doing all right how you doing <clears throat> and her cousin is like guys please not tonight like just please like please don't like don't and these two and they're just like hey like how, what's up we're just checking in boop, boop, like how are you and so she gets fucking furious and takes the umbrella and hits his car with it and it was like just a hit or two it was like the I think it was like the passenger side uh, rear view mirror or something. Uh, so, and he, this, the, they actually interviewed the guy, the paparazzi. And at one point he said, it was a bad night for her, but it was a good night for me because I made a ton of money. So it's like things yeah. like that, like you don't know the full story of what people go through. So yeah, it's it's a heavy watch, but I do think like literally everyone who grew up in that era should watch it and and learn from what we found acceptable and okay and the way we uh talked about mental health and the way we talked about women and the way we talked about women and their mental health it's just disgusting and it really it wasn't all that long ago it was this was in our lifetime like this was for sure when i not good yeah when i heard about this everyone's been saying how crazy this documentary is you know because this isn't something like you said that this is like oh decades ago and we're reflecting on it it's Mm -hmm. like this is very very recently and um i remember 
it started circulating this clip of Craig Ferguson, the one tonight, uh, late night host who he pretty much commented not only on Britney, but also like Anna Nicole Smith. Uh, and it's just like, he says about like Britney, he's like, she's a baby, you know, like she's like, and, and now she's a mother, like, and uh, he pretty much says how like, we're not gonna, he, and it's strange because in the clip he, talks about he's like people like trump we should like make fun of him yeah and it's crazy because like this was before trump was running for office this was like when he was just the host of the apprentice and just yeah and um so he's like well like these people should politicians like they should be held accountable because like they're in like high power situations to where like we should be questioning the things that they do um not condoning necessarily like oh we're always following people with paparazzis but britney spears or like anyone from this generation like Lindsay lohan um amanda uh, bynes amanda bynes uh i'm sure miranda crosgrove dealt with this i'm sure hillary duff dealt with it in various ways like anyone from those like nickelodeon disney era um fame where they were kind of like on tv shows and in movies and like usually were singers as well uh miley cyrus came from like this background as well where they start at such a young age and they're just followed constantly that they aren't raised normally and then when they act out it's like yeah guys what do you 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 prodded like it's like you were running experiments on a mouse and like, you're just like poking this mouse yeah. and you're shining lights in it. And you're like, are you going to do something weird? You're going to do something weird. And they're like, fuck it. Well, is that what you fucking want? Just get away from me. And mm-hmm. like, um, I think there's a lot of people that are like, Oh my God, well they like may have all this money and like, don't, shouldn't they love being famous? It's like, yeah, well when you get their kind of fame, there are, stalkers there are people maybe trying to steal their money whether it's like their own family members you know which is britney's case because basically when she was having this like understandable mental breakdown and i don't even know if i would call it a mental breakdown it was just like a bad time like a really bad time because she was going like going through so much they were able to swoop in there and basically tell her like look if you want any sort of like custody like in the slightest if you ever want to see your kids you have to sign this conservatorship and she's been and the idea was it was like a temporary situation and she's been in it ever since she is and they get into all like what a conservatorship is but it's insanely messed up because she has no control over her own finances, even though she's the one bringing in the money. Um, And she has also no control of her personal life legally. So legally, she can't drive without permission. Um, She can't, uh, medical decisions have to be made for her. She can't make, so she can't pick out her own doctor. Like, it's just, it's it's just (laughs) crazy. Like, the idea of like, because they tried to claim that she it's just fucked up man it's just so fucked up because they tried her dad her own father tried to claim that she had dementia when she was in her 20s and that's why he could swoop it and do it and so that's why like the free britney movement is so big and powerful because a lot of her young fans who grew up with her see what it is what it is now for what instead of what we saw back in the day but even if like that's not like 
you you're not into you don't care about Britney, which you should because it's a fucked up thing. But like, if that's not like what you're into, you should still watch it just to just to learn something from it. Like again, learn like what we thought was okay and acceptable and allowed to be displayed in such like a demeaning and like just pure sexism just pure like yeah vicious shit and yeah like you said like craig ferguson like a clip has gone viral of him being like just leave these young girls alone like put your animosity towards someone else essentially um he was the only one there was no one else being like that yeah and and i think like you made a good point that like especially our generation and younger generation should watch this to learn but like i think people of all ages should watch it because they act like oh it's just for example us who like maybe condone this behavior when it's like no i see like for example like when you are at a cash register at a store like a target or a walmart whatever like there's all these tabloids of like this person's fat now and this person dumped so and so and like i always see like a, a like like a mom or a grandma like someone like looking at it and like flip it through and um or just like people love gossip people love to like did you hear what so and so did you know whether it's like a celebrity or like someone they know so like it's this uh it's this yeah it's like a beast that and we're just it's like the worst versions of all of us um feeding into this and that's why like i personally it wasn't like oh me when i was younger taking a stand i just like i personally didn't care for like a lot of like pop culture gossip and whatnot and so like i was just like i don't care you know Mm -hmm. because uh it's not that like oh um, I wouldn't be nervous like meeting a celebrity or anything like oh they're just people but I think at one point something clicked where I'm like they are just like someone like us or like maybe I was watching probably something a documentary like this about someone like our age and it's just like oh it's just another person that this is their life and I don't know I just it never clicked like that to me but like this whole country is obsessed with that and so like we said there's no wonder why she and all these people do things they do Mm -hmm. because they're not raised in a normal environment and we're wondering why they're not normal right you know like (laughs) like there there is a lot oh sorry go ahead oh i was just gonna say like people for example like if they adopt or foster a dog or a cat that was like raised in like an abuse situation and like they may be scared, you know, and whatever. And it's just like, well, yeah, that's what they're coming from. You're not just going to get like a quote unquote normal dog because you right. want that. And like, I, it just makes me disgusted, like paparazzis in general, like the whole practice of it, because it's like, who are we to all decide like what they should be doing, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um and also they juggle with the fact that, like you said, like she's being interviewed on TV and she can't react a certain way because she doesn't want to be branded difficult. Yeah. Like, and there, and I, what I said was very small things that are in this whole thing. Like there's a lot more, there's a lot more just horrific shit. And she always like 
in these awful times would be professional and like sweet and like was never like provoking anyone or or mean to anyone she was just always like a very wholesome like celebrity that for some reason people just like loved to attack and like I think it was because she was a successful young girl and because she had influence over other young girls to inspire confidence and people didn't like that and I you know that's just like a big picture thinking but you know I think post-covid like I think our society has moved past the need for celebrities and like their gossip and their bullshit and hey I love gossip I was just talking about Real Housewives last episode but like you know there's there's like I don't care who is seen walking around with who who cares there's so much bigger things to worry about but at the time like yeah it was so normalized that we could take these people that we feel like we have ownership over because we listen to their music or we watch their tv shows or their movies or whatever and and just allow to run rampant with whatever is said about them and for her like there has been life-changing repercussions because of what we accepted. So yeah, I, I, I think like if, if you're a fan of Britney's or not, I was growing up. I, I went, I, she was one of my first concerts. I loved her. Like I still love Britney. She's got a special place in my heart for sure. But even if you don't feel that way, I think you still need to watch it just again to like learn. And so we can get better about conversations like this. For sure. So it's ironic that you watched something about like a late 90s, early 2000s pop sensation, because I also watched a documentary that was wildly fascinating about a different kind of 90s pop (laughs) sensation. Uh, It's a documentary on YouTube um, called Boy Band Con, um, the Lou Pearlman story. (gasps) Oh, I, I'm already into this. Like, I've, they're just the title. Yeah, loop. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so okay. do you know anything about this? I know, I know a little bit about Lou Pearlman. Yes, I do. So, I, you need to send me this link as soon as we're done recording. Like, <laughs> Holy shit. I'm surprised you haven't seen it. Cause I'm yeah. like, this, I'm like, this is going to be just as shit. Yeah. Um, so this story is about in uh, sync and the Backstreet Boys. It's actually produced by Lance Bass from In Sync. Wow! Um, and there's uh, members from both bands, also some others like 98 Degrees, because like there's a lot of boy bands. It was a kind of a boy band craze, um, and like even also like Spice Girls, you know, a, a girl group um, as well. And um, yeah, so Lou Pearlman was this guy who was a manager. Um, for both Backstreet Boys and NSYNC and like the documentary mainly focuses on those two groups because they were the most famous too. Like there was often a like, do you like one or the other? And like, I was a kid that I was like, I like both. I fucking like them both. You know, I'm not picking mm-hmm. sides, you know, <laughs> it, it's oh, more I about like- Backstreet Boys because they had those music videos, man. <laughs> I think it was more about okay. like, all right, let's just decide which one goes in the boom box, but not necessarily, you know, which one am I a fan of? Um, I, I, I liked them both. I owned both their CDs, but um, 
Yeah, so the story is crazy because the fact that he represented both of them, you would think is a wild conflict of interest because they're kind of each other's competition. Right. Um, and one of the things that was kind of said was when he started Backstreet Boys and it started really taking off, um, he literally kind of said to someone like, well, I think I'm going to like make my own competition. Like, you know, Coke has Pepsi. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to, make my pepsi to my coke so but i have both of them and so like he made in sync also um but then would spread rumors like oh well backstreet boys said this about you guys and like nsync said this about this so like he literally caused a feud between these two groups of children um and, and like teenagers uh and you know they both were becoming huge like with live tours and like album sales where people were like yeah this was like an insane time for music sales like with britney and um the crazy thing is he was screwing both of them and all these bands out of money he was uh like so for example they're like oh he was like our uncle lou you know he was this cool guy you know he would invite us over to his big house and we'd like have pool parties and birthday parties and stuff like that like he felt like he was family we could trust him and then um he oh he'd take us out to this fancy dinner and then all of a sudden they found out that like all these things like like jets uh and like uh, some of the hotels for tours and these fancy dinners and stuff like that. He was making them pay for it out of like the money that they should have been earning from their albums and their tours and like all this stuff. And there's like this one scene that really stuck out to me where like, I think NSYNC had just sold like a, sh- like million, uh million records or something like that, like insane amount of money. And they're supposed to finally get like their first like non just like per diem like daily allowance which they each got 10 grand which they even said like yeah that seems like a lot of money but like the millions of like touring selling out stadiums all these millions of albums like there's five of us we're each gonna that's 50 that where's all the other money you know (laughs) wait so after they reached like a certain level, they only got 10 grand. Well, that's where all of a sudden they're like, something's going on here. And so like there was basically legal battles between both groups and him. Cause like one of the things he did was he legally like in paperwork had himself as like the sixth member. So like he was paying himself as a member and the manager and like a producer and like all these different things. And so the story gets wild because he isn't just a con man for like these boy bands. He's also just a fucking white collar criminal uh, where he basically created this fake airline for people to invest money in. Uh, And it was just a giant Ponzi scheme. And actually, I think someone said it was one of the top like five to 10 Ponzi schemes in US history. He just had all this money. Um, He did eventually get arrested. Um, Sorry, uh, I just spoiled, but like, it's it's because this there's been like 60 minutes, there's been like various things about it. But yeah, it's a wild ride. Cause like I grew up 
like you're talking about with Britney Spears, I grew up with Backstreet Boys, with NSYNC, and you know, we've seen Justin Timberlake have an insane career afterwards. And yeah, the but fact fuck Justin Timberlake. <laughs> what? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Who said that? What? <laughs> so um... weird. <laughs> And after all of this stuff um, that like they were all being screwed out of money and uh, just the fact that this guy didn't just do this also was just screwed all these people out of, you know, got them to invest in this airline that it was a, it didn't exist. There was no building. Like it was just a fake paper only (laughs) oh my god i didn't know that part i knew like yeah i knew he was corrupt as hell but i didn't know he like had this other yeah it's nuts it's definitely a crazy documentary where they they show all about that stuff especially the fact that like they just noticed at one point they're like wait doesn't he own an airline how come we never take his airline's planes (laughs) you know uh and just like, how did he think he could, like, get away with this? And, like, just an example of, like, where he started from, and then, like, we can move on, is he started, like, his first con was with, like, he was a blimp salesman. So, like, he would sell, like, for example, like, hey, Coca-Cola, you know, I have this blimp. You want to put Coca-Cola on the blimp and, you know, fly around and advertise for, like, this much money? Well, he would buy a really, really shitty, like dying blimp for like 10 grand and then insure it for like over 300 grand or something. And then of course it would crash (gasps) and like, uh, and then he'd make all this insurance money. And I'm sure whoever was in that blimp might've died. Like (laughs) what the fuck? Yeah. Oh my God. It's just nuts. And I saw this movie twice in a weekend because I watched it and loved it and then told my girlfriend about it and then like the next day or two she watched it and it's just it's just crazy and um it's all on youtube it's like a youtube original you don't have to pay for like the premium anything it's just on there so it's called boy band con the lou perlman story okay can we do a viewing homework right now <laughs> where I watch that and, and you I watch, watch Britney. Framing Britney Spears in the next episode when <laughs> what we've been watching, we'll talk about them. Seriously, we've been talking for 30 minutes just on these two documentaries. And they're they're connected because like, you don't know the full story. Like, yeah, it's nuts. crazy. That time period There could have just been an nuts. entire documentary on just the boy band stuff and then oh an entire God, documentary yeah. on his like fucking ponzi scheme oh my goodness that's wow yeah wow okay yeah let's do that let's let's (laughs) let's watch let's assign each other these and then report back because i think you would be very fascinated by framing britney spears and i'm sure i'm already so into to the boy boy band con yeah boy band con and you'll see like when you look it on youtube guys that uh uh lance bass is the uh like the thumbnail because like he produced it yeah um but yeah they have members of both crews talk about it like the legal stuff behind it it's it's a wild ride wow wow we had such interesting documentary views (laughs) wow yeah so two that i really enjoyed uh i'll try not to take too long on these um one is also on hulu um it's called hail satan question mark um it's about 
Oh, were you sorry. Gonna say- I was going to say I've I've seen that and that's been on my watch list for a while actually. Yeah, it is really really good. Um this documentary is about uh the satanic temple which like a lot of people hear like oh a satanist um and you think of probably like a grungy evil guy who wants to sacrifice yeah (laughs) yeah and really and and i'm not gonna sound like i'm trying to convert anyone but like i feel like this movie converted me just because I've never been religious myself. Uh, I was raised sort of, I like to say loosely Lutheran. Um, and I never really believed in general Christianity. And like this movie talks about how um, Satan really was like a character that would often really want good things and just really was only considered evil for questioning God but it was always like things like for example someone just pointed out the tiny thing like when when jesus was like out for like 40 days and 40 nights or whatever like satan tempted him with food and water and it's like no (laughs) satan just saw a guy hungry and was like you should have some food bro hey bud Um, you good (laughs) yeah how dare you (laughs) like eve's like do you want this apple of knowledge like it's like oh snake evil why are you tempting her she's women are evil you know and it's just like wait so not being able to question something that feels very dictatorship you know right. yeah <laughs> which yeah. and so it's not just about that but what's really fascinating to me is they're often a group that is just trying to separate church and state Um, They're trying to, the fact that so many like political buildings have uh, Christian and Catholic, you know, related things where they're just like, wait, what, what about church and state? Like, all right, if you have this thing, like they went to this one uh, state, they're like, yeah, so you have the Ten Commandments right outside your courthouse. Well, we want a statue of Baphomet, you know, and Mm -hmm. uh, they're like, well, how could you and people get all butthurt and they're almost they're kind of like trolls but like fun trolls because they just point out the hypocrisy of a lot of this stuff when they don't actually know anything about satanism when like i read their uh i think it's like seven um not commandments uh pillars i think what they call them like one of them is like you know, understanding all forms of things such as, you know, science and like another one is like never harming someone. You, you know, it's like all these things that are very peaceful and learning and um, they're often fighting for women's reproductive rights. Mm-hmm. Um, they're doing, you know, blood drives and teaching kids that they, you know, have other options for religion and like all these things that it's like, none of this sounds bad, you know? Yeah, totally. <laughs> and I was like, I think I may be uh, a Satanist because like all these things like I believe in, I don't know if I'll necessarily be a full on member and whatnot, but like, I just, I believe in women's right to do what they want with their body. And I believe that we should be able to question things and all these things. So yeah, it's a fascinating documentary, a lot of fun. Um, makes you really think differently about when you hear like, what is a Satanist? What is, you know, people say hail Satan. 
what mm. that's all about. So I I loved it so much that like I bought it on DVD because I wanted to support it, which like I don't own many documentaries. So like that's how much I enjoyed it that and I'll say this. It's so good that there were times where I wanted to pause because I just wanted to sit with like what was just said and just talk about it with my girlfriend and be like, wow, I didn't think about it like that. And so like we would discuss and then hit play and keep watching. Mm-hmm. So That's cool. I um I actually know a few people that were a part of the Satanic Temple. I actually went to the Satanic Temple in LA once. Uh, it was interesting. It was for like it was actually a party uh, to celebrate <laughs> the uh, premiere of The Witch, which so the that like indie horror movie and yeah. then the church of the satanic temple was just like you want to come here and party afterwards and like everyone was really nice uh really friendly and just like dark like cool like aesthetic for like horror because it was a horror movie celebration so it was really cool and yeah so that's where i got to learn like what actually they stand for and what they actually like believe in and yeah if you i'm sure the documentary covers it but like the whole foundation was a lot to do with with questioning religious freedom in America, where, you know, you, like you said, you can, like, have your Ten Commandments out there. Okay, well, if we're all free with our religion, then we can put, like, like our, you know, Satan statue right here. That That's the vibe we're all going for. So, yeah, it's yeah. interesting, because, like you said, like, sat- Satanist, it just sounds like, especially with, like, Satanic Panic from the 70s, people think, like, yeah like they talk about that like with uh like dungeons and dragons and like rock uh, rock and roll like how it was just all stereotyped and like just there was like almost propaganda against it um yeah it's it's a wild ride it's a lot of fun very informative and it just makes you think differently um yeah so uh hail satan question mark uh it's available on hulu one last uh, documentary uh, I watched, it's called Image Revolution. It's on Amazon Prime um, for free if you have Amazon Prime. Uh, it's just about the creators who, they were some of the top artists in the 90s for like Marvel uh, and DC. And basically they were being kind of screwed over. And like, as like all, they were... At one point, like this group of like six, seven artists, they were like 24 of the top, like 26 or 25, like comic books at the time. And they decided to walk out uh, of Marvel and DC and start their own company uh, called Image, which they would go on to make Walking Dead and Spawn and like all these other indie comics where they're really, their main focus is creators have the rights to their properties you know the characters and the stories that they create and they're paid uh properly for the thing just because they're not part of like marvel dc where they're like oh well we own spider-man and we own batman or whatever they're just very much for like no like artists should be paid properly because they're the ones that are putting out the art that's selling the books that's continuing these properties going (laughs) Mm -hmm. so uh it was very cool uh documentary about those guys walking out on the two like seemingly only comic book companies in the industry and just starting their own company 
This sounds really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so those are the documentaries I watched. Um, it looks like we gave ourselves some documentary homework already. Yeah. I'm um, excited. I'm excited to discuss them. <laughs> for sure. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and jump into um, movie comedies that we've been watching. Um, I'm just going to uh, kind of skim over a few uh, that I've been watching. <laughs> I watched Weekend at Bernie's, um, that classic. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched Tron Legacy for the first time. Killer soundtrack. Oh, uh, fuck yeah. <laughs> which I knew the soundtrack was good. I often would just listen to it while I write because I'd like to not have lyrics playing while I'm mm-hmm. writing because it distracts me. So like, I loved the soundtrack already, but finally seeing the movie, it was like cool to, to yeah, see with that. Yeah, the visuals, it's so good. For sure. Um, I also, like mentioned in episode 95 of the podcast, I watched all eight Muppet movies. Uh, (laughs) I watched The Sisters Brothers, um, which was very meh. I was hoping to have a fun Western or at least uh, an entertaining one with all these great actors. It was very meh. Um, I've never never heard of that. Yeah, it was... It's just a Western. Apparently, it was like based off some books uh or like a book that was like short stories with like john c Riley and joaquin phoenix they their their last name is sisters so they're the mm. sisters brothers and um they're like kind of these outlaws and uh like sort of like bounty hunters in a way and it's just kind of like various shenanigans happen to them and it's it's fine but i like if I didn't have my tracker uh, on Letterboxd, uh, I would have forgot that I watched it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Uh, like, it was just like, oh, yeah, I did watch that. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Can I so, sidebar for a second? Completely just sidebar? Sure. Um, so last night, I actually watched the Golden Globes. Oh. did that. And... Joaquin Phoenix presented, I think probably Best Actor because that's what he won last year. Yeah. And Homeboy showed up in a tie, a black hoodie, and Converse shoes on, and was just like, "Why? Are, like, like the vibe was like, why are we doing this? There's a <laughs> pandemic. Okay, beer, you won, cool." And I was like, I just fucking respect that man so much. <laughs> that that's the energy I wanted this year. Was like celebrities just like in like loungewear being like this is weird why are we <laughs> like everything's normal like- right <laughs> yeah for sure um so yeah uh sisters brothers it's on hulu if you want to check it out um i also saw on netflix tremors 7 uh <laughs> well it's called tremors shrieker island but like it's tremor 7 mm-hmm. um it's the seventh movie <laughs> in a franchise you didn't think would have more than one um (laughs) like i don't know what you're expecting from it but it's 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 a thing uh they'll never beat the first one uh i saw the oath which was uh with tiffany haddish and ike barinholtz i've seen that that was an interesting one i actually yeah it's like I don't know. I, I I guess I thought it would go a different direction, but it was just very like obvious kind of like the, the politics behind it. Uh, mm, I thought it yeah. had some interesting things to say, but then I'm like, you know, I don't know if this is a whole feature movies worth of stuff. Okay. Um, it, it was, I guess I just, 
thought it would go like more darkly comedic in one direction and it just kind of like oh okay i guess i saw this all in the trailer it's just <laughs> prolonged <laughs> yeah i could see that i mean i watched it like right when it came out and it was like fully in the middle of the trump administration so i think that's probably why i was like yeah i'm getting this i get it like i get it so yeah. but yeah i wonder if uh, maybe it's such a second chance movie i wonder yeah if like now that things are a little different and there's a full-on pandemic and whatever 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 like what it, what it would be like <laughs> now in in 2021 but i thought the, the premise is interesting yeah it's an interesting premise but i'm curious how it'll age um like you said like we're out of that era um but that was one i saw for the first time um and also i saw fear and loathing in las vegas um okay which what a trip that's like yeah. all you can say about that movie like it's it's like they were like all right so if you've never done drugs, we'll make this movie and you'll know what it's like to do drugs. Yes, straight <laughs> up. Yeah. And like, that's all I'll say. Like, it's just that. It's a wild um, ride. Yeah. It's a wild ride, um, which like I heard that like critics didn't like it or whatever when it came out. And I'm just like, well, I feel like it has a consistent tone in what it's doing, mm -hmm. you know, it, you're either on board or you're not. And I don't think that's a criticism of the movie. It's just right. your opinion on it. Well, it was it based off a Hunter S. Thompson book and that dude was on drugs all the time. So like, you should know going into it that like, yeah, it's going to be a wild movie. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's like, it's, I feel like one of those movies that's like a cult classic, but it's for a very specific type of person to enjoy. <laughs> like, it's not yeah. for everyone. For sure. Um, I did rewatch, lastly, I'll just say, and then we can, uh, I want to hear some of your kind of like honorable mentions of stuff you watched. Um, I rewatched for the first time in years Small Soldiers. Aww. <laughs> Aww. It's interesting because I didn't know the guy who directed Gremlins made it. Oh, and like, no. I think they, he originally, they were originally going for a darker tone, like more horror-esque. And then like, it's like DreamWorks was like, wait, so this isn't going to be like Toy Story? And they're like, <laughs> no, we're doing this thing. And they're like, oh, well, can we like sort of be like Toy Story? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, but we already have all these explosions. So like... <laughs> <laughs> they're like all right well we'll try to sandwich something together um with an insane cast it's got david cross uh dennis leary for a bit phil hartman's final movie um it's <laughs> frank langella and tommy lee jones's voices the original dirty dozen cast and like <laughs> like doing voices of the commando elite it's it's insane and i'm like i think I think that's a movie that deserves like a rewatch because it's yeah. it's weird to look at it like growing up in the 90s seeing it and now like there's actually a lot of messages in that movie. There's a message about like consumerism and also the desensitization uh that the desensitizing children playing with military toys whether it's like gi joes and like guns and whatever it's like Ugh, you know we're all gonna shoot each other and we're all you know you know uh 
going on missions and gi joe and all this stuff mm -hmm. and like they kind of like comment on like should we maybe not do that with kids <laughs> and like i'm not saying the whole like oh they can't play certain video games because otherwise they'll do these certain violent things but mm -hmm. like actual military related things yeah maybe a little bit much interesting yeah but those are some just uh that i didn't want to go in depth on but some movies that i've been watching in like kind of like the comedy uh dark comedy territory so um i really only have two comedies that i've watched recently uh both of which are unique comedies um and award comedies the first one is soul the latest pixar movie okay. uh calling it a comedy is like it's it's not it's not a straight up comedy but it's very heartfelt, of course. It's Pixar. Um, it's a beautiful film. It's sweet. Uh, I I cried. My boyfriend cried. It's just like one of those <laughs> like like oh like it's just like a nice nice feeling. It's a good it's a good movie to watch now, like in this time in this in this space in uh, quarantine and pandemic, because a lot of it is about like how you live your life and and what uh, satisfies you and, and your passions and stuff like that. So it's not a straight up comedy, although I did like laugh out loud a few times, um, it, it, but it's more just like heartwarming and just, just nice. It's just nice and it's good. <laughs> it's, I'm so happy like it's, it's getting recognition. It's just a very sweet movie. Um, even though it is Pixar, I don't, think it's like a kid's movie it's it's dealing with like life and death and very heavy subjects but it's it's beautiful um sure. and, and then i finally watched palm springs oh uh, yeah yeah and i enjoyed that uh it's you know it's a it's a plot point we've seen before you know reliving the same day whether we've seen it in you know groundhog's day or dramas or whatever sci-fis um but it was like an interesting, cute take. I don't want to say cute. That makes it sound like, oh, you tried, cute. Um, <laughs> good, good job. Uh, it was an interesting and like unique and kind of fresh take on that angle. And it was just fun. It was just a really fun movie. And it was very, it had heart to it as well. Um, and it had J.K. Simmons in it. So like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Anything that man's in is great. Yeah. Um, his commercial work is amazing but um yeah i just i really enjoyed it i i'm glad even though really like awards don't matter even though i watched them i'm glad that uh it was it was up for some awards for best comedy because i think it, it, was, it was a special movie that came out um so yeah that was one that i really enjoyed and both both made me laugh and both made me feel nice so i would suggest those two definitely nice yeah which i realized i was like actually some of the things i said weren't quite comedies uh but they were ones that i'm like uh some of these were funny some of these were this uh but yeah palm springs i saw this last summer and i really enjoyed um i was a little iffy when i saw like the trailer because i was like oh groundhog's day but it's like mm -hmm. a rom-com but right. like they still made it fun uh yeah and those actors, uh, Andy Samberg and oh, I can't remember her Christina name. Christina Maloney. Yeah, Maloney. they did have chemistry, I felt. Mm -hmm. And um, it's like, okay, if if you're going to do that premise again, 
at least you did bring some new things to it. Yeah. And yeah, I wouldn't even like necessarily call it a rom-com because I think it's more just like, uh, I don't know. Like, yeah, there's like, I don't know. The romance is not that strong in it and not in a bad way. Like, yeah, it's just like, they both have arcs. They both have arcs. Yeah. And, and it just, it's just funny and it's sweet. And it's also like, can you spend, like, can you find someone that you you would be able to spend every single day with? <laughs> like, <laughs> which, you know, yeah. um, and again, JK Simmons is like a really fun little supporting character and yeah, it's just all fun. Like it's just uh, all fun and silly. And, and also, like I said, has soul and heart to it. So I really liked it. For sure. Um, one I'll comment on that. It's not a, comedy per se but i i, I kind of laughed because it it was bad um i saw pirates five dead oh. men tell no tales yeah 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 because you know i love the first pirates movie of and course, yeah. uh i'm a big pirates fan you know i i, I did make a pirates comic book because i i love that genre and I know that like these movies have kind of gotten worse over the years, but like some some people made it seem like, oh well, they did some interesting things with five. No, they did not. Like they just <laughs> straight up did not. And I'm sorry, but like it's just a bad movie. Wow. I th- okay. I think that like. So you know how in like the first Pirates, there's like fun like kind of like Jack Sparrow escaping like the British, you know, police would say. Um, And it's just like, you know, um, it's an adventure and it's fun. Um, It's like they kept trying to capture those moments by just like repeating certain things. But there was like this part where like he's on the run, but then he gets caught. And then like this girl is a new... Uh, female lead and she's on the run but then she's caught and then pretty much the new uh, Orlando Bloom character which is Orlando Bloom's like son uh, not actor like Will Turner's character and like same thing and I'm like no joke I like clocked it at like about like 50 minutes in like there was so many chases and catches and chases and catches with like these three characters I was like can the movie just fucking start (laughs) (laughs) we're 50 minutes in guys (laughs) like none of these action sequences were like oh wow that was worth it it was like you did the same thing three different times and I just you're running out of time you know like you're 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 already halfway in. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I really, really hope that they're done with Jack Sparrow. Let's let this Pirates franchise die and then let's do a new Pirates franchise, which I've heard there's talks of like various, um, I think I heard there's one with like Margot Robbie possibly. And I think like a writer that, or director she may have worked with on uh the harley quinn movie i think so like there's talks of different versions i heard of one happening with karen gillen um so i just hope the pirates franchise gets away from the people from the original movies like let's just move forward tell a new story because like i'm sick of johnny depp i'm sick of jack sparrow like the first one came out in 2003 Mm mm-hmm and what was it 2015 when this fifth one came out 
I think like 2017 or something. It's like Jesus oh, Christ, yeah. guys. Wow. <laughs> I, see, I I saw the fifth one. I haven't watched the fourth one because like, no. Um, but I remember I saw the fifth one, like, I not in theaters, but shortly when it when it was on like some sort of streaming something, and I because I think it was like nostalgia truly that I was like, Oh, I like, I like this. Like I liked the first one so much. And you have Kira Knightley come back and Orlando Bloom come back, even though it's like for a millisecond. Yeah. And, the two cameos really, yeah, really. Yeah. But it was still like, Oh, it's, it's a full circle. Um, so, but yeah, I went, I bet now I wouldn't think that it was too cute or good. Yeah. But, and they did the one thing that I can't stand in writing, which is, I hate when movies need to find an excuse for two characters to be related. Um, and like, so often they're like long lost whatevers. Mm -hmm. And there's a character that they introduce in this movie. And then a character we've seen a billion times in the franchise. And they're like, you know what? That's, that's his kid. Mm -hmm. He didn't know he had a kid. He figured it out somehow. Mm -hmm. And like, just because, and I'm like, why did we need that? Why couldn't this person just be a new character? But God forbid, yeah. they need to be related for some reason. Um, so yeah, that was just like so laughable because I'm like, man, they're these writers and this director, they thought this would work. <laughs> Are you talking about like Will Turner's son? Um, no. Okay. Uh, like that was like okay that's his story is like he wants yeah. to save his dad I thought but that was no barbosa's <laughs> daughter they said that the girl that will turner uh his son or whatever i can't remember his name the son yeah. and then was into that girl that who was girl. like she's barbosa's daughter jeffrey rush's character oh i completely forgot about that yeah you <laughs> figured it out it, you they randomly like he figures it out and says it to like Jack and then all of a sudden like he sacrifices himself for them and like Barbosa dies and I'm like I don't give a shit about Barbosa. Yeah, he died, we're not like... here for him. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, I know I forgot about that plot point like completely. So Yeah, exactly because it's it's just so stupid <laughs> and um it just woof. Talk about a franchise and like like with a lot of franchises that go too long that was like so good and then like i'll admit with two and three they tried some things it was a little weird and like you know it wasn't awful and then it just got bad and also jack sparrow like really could be like almost removed from the movie like he's like just a cartoon character at this point yeah and i just like was so upset because I'm like, this is the only type of like pirates media out there besides like black sales and then like maybe some video games. And it's like, this is what we're getting. This is, this is, this is what we're doing, guys. Yeah. You know, like, please, please let someone else write this stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the first one I loved, a lot of people did. I think the first one's still probably the best. Um, For and sure. then two gets a little wild. And then three is like kind of dark and like really long like i actually watched i actually watched the first really three, long. like so long like oh my god like i watched the first three like a year ago actually i was like really sick not with covid <laughs> with the, we have other diseases still it's really weird um but yeah i was like really sick i had really bad 
too. And so I just watched all three of them when I was just laying down. And the third one, I was like, like, it's so dark. <laughs> like, it's like heavy. The, I don't like the ending where Will is like, all right, I'm going to go on this magical boat and be a, a creature. I'll see you in 10 years, my love. Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. this is a family movie. And it's. <laughs> Like, it's just so long. And I don't remember a lot of what happens. I just remember his, it's just a lot. Yeah. <laughs> just a lot. Yeah. So I, I put this in the comedy category of our talk just because I'm like, it's just like laughably bad. Um, I don't know if it's like one of those so bad, it's, it's like good or anything mm, like that. Yeah, it's not. just... You know, if you got Disney Plus and you really are curious like I was, like, sure, you can give it a shot. But, like, I warned you. Uh, <laughs> my friend warned me. I should have listened, Josh. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, those the, those were a lot of the comedy movies I saw. And, oh, did you see Back Around Christmas, Happiest Season? I did. I liked it a lot. I really yeah. did. I liked so, it. I think there's a lot of people on the internet who hated it for, you know, I think being like a quote unquote another come out story. Mm -hmm. But like I I personally think that it's okay if we have like some of those now, but if like all right, we had it, we had we, it, it, I think it was done pretty well. It was fun. It was a cutesy movie around the holidays. But like, now let's do some more representation. Um, I also, I, I may be biased because I, I loved Aubrey Plaza and I loved Dan Levy in it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the whole cast is wonderful. They're all really funny. I liked it a lot because one, it's just sweet and, and it's funny. Um, but two, I, I love a good hallmark christmas cheesy moment like i love that like just cheap ass christmas movie vibe that's all for me but it and it's but it's incredibly heteronormative like just christmas movies in general are very 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 straight um <laughs> very so yeah i mean it was like a, and i'm a straight girl saying this so like who what the fuck do i know so i could see the argument of like okay, it's just another coming out movie. But at the same time, it's way more than that. Like it's a Christmas movie that the centers around a lesbian relationship. And we don't get that like ever. Hallmark doesn't have the, the guts to do that. Lifetime, yeah. Lifetime did do a gay Christmas movie this year. Uh, and it was, it was cute. I, I watched it, but like, uh, it was just nice like I don't know and it was like nice to see it be uh kind of mainstream too a lot of people watched it and enjoyed it so yeah I did I did like that I thought it was sweet for sure but um uh were there any other comedies you had you know no, no. okay um let's go ahead and jump on into some like dramas yeah, so for some reason, I watched Basic Instinct for the first time. <laughs> for some reason? For some, I don't, I don't I know I tripped why. and it was on and like, <laughs> I, I just. Kind of, like, I, it was just one of those nights where I was like, I just want to watch something. I want to watch something. I don't know what, but like, I want to watch something. And Basic Instinct is one of those movies 
it's it was from the 90s and it's like it's referenced in pop culture like a lot yeah and so like i've heard of the movie i know a little bit of like pieces of it so it's like i'll finally give this movie a shot and it is weird as hell it is weird as hell like i bet it's so strange like basically sharon stone like may or may not have murdered someone she may cross her legs that's she all may, i know yeah. about it she may like mm-hmm. um and then michael douglas who like i'm sorry like he's just always slimy like he's just always like ugh, 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 ugh. i don't know he just he's just a squirm like slimy guy you know what i mean like <laughs> any any role he's in he could be playing like like just a, a dad trying to be a dad and i'm still like oh gross like go ugh, i don't like this he's like uh. <laughs> just, he's like really really sexually attracted to sharon stone even though she might have she might be a murderer and he's the detective on the case so it's really weird it's really weird um i can see why it was like iconic for the time because it's like sexual thriller in the 90s um Mm. but it's just was like it was wild wild time i don't i don't think i recommend it (laughs) like it's weird (laughs) his character sucks like and is just like dude come on she's great she's fun she's a lot of fun in it but like he is just uh, i don't like him um and then um for my horror fans out there who might feel deprived of horror because we really haven't had much horror release this year um blumhouse has partnered with amazon prime so if you have amazon prime they released uh four uh kind of like shorter side horror movies like hour hour and a half um they're all really good all four of them were really really good and very different uh the ones that i liked the most was the secret and black box uh so yeah if you need some horror in your life go check the four from Blumhouse out because they were really really well done um and just really interesting and I mean it's the only like new horror that I can think of because we didn't we didn't get much this year um so yeah cool that's there's Uh, that (laughs) there's that there's that um so some that I'll just kind of briefly uh skim over uh I watched Ford v Ferrari Oh, <laughs> why? <laughs> why did you do that? Because <laughs> James Mangold directed it. Um, okay. He's the guy who directed 310 to Yuma and Logan and Walk the Line. So like he has some good movies. Um, it's fine. It's a perfectly it? fine movie. Yeah, my, my family enjoyed it. Um, it's got Christian Bale, Matt Damon, um, some cool sequences, but it's, it's, it's fine. You know, it's not worth buying, at least in my eyes. Um, it was one of those they have on demand with their cable and we found it for free. So, yeah, um, I watched uh, I'd gotten it cheap at like a like a movie store that was kind of going out of business. Uh, the movie Fury. It's the war movie with Brad Pitt oh, yeah. and John Bernthal and Shia LaBeouf, Michael Pena um where they're like uh in this tank during world war ii um yeah very brutal movie i'll just say that very very brutal and it really just depends if you like war stories um Mm -hmm. 
I it went some places that I'm like, okay, that's that's probably a bit much, but also it's yeah, it's a lot. It's very heavy, very 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 heavy. Um, had to watch something fun after that one. Uh, I watched for the first time Lost in Translation with uh, Bill Murray and Scarlett Johansson. Um, yeah, it's good, but I think we. As two film majors, there's certain movies that fellow film majors cannot shut up about. Yeah. And this is one of them. Yeah. Um, I had some friends who, when we went to Columbia College in Chicago, that like, God, they act like this is like the best thing ever. And it's, it's fine. It's just fine. I think the performances, you know, are good. I, I think it's uh, like a unique story, but it's just, I, I guess I probably went into it with the wrong expectations and it's that's unfortunately that's happened to me before like with Blade Runner people like talked it up and then when I saw it I'm like that's what you're going on about um luckily I saw Blade Runner before we got to film school (laughs) so because I I enjoyed it it was like oh this is dope and then everyone in film school was like Blade Runner and so yeah if I had seen Blade Runner after all that I would have not liked it but the pros so and cons of going to film school. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then one movie that I saw for the second time only, I bought it. I hadn't seen it since theaters, though. Uh, Jess and I were talking about it the other day, which is Us. Oh, um, so good. So good. I could go on and on about this. So, like, I, I, I won't because, you know, we, we got other movies to talk about. But, like, woof. I think... If you liked Get Out, you'll like us. It's Absolutely. a totally different story, but it's got the same things. Great story, great performances, incredible direction. I think it's something that got under underlooked because it's like people were wanting Get Out again or something, and it just us came out, and I think... I don't know if something else came out around that time and people were just distracted or what. And then it just kind of came and went and I'm like, guys, I think this is going to be like an iconic horror movie someday. Mm -hmm. It doesn't try to just do jump scares. Like it tries to just be weird and like freak you out. And it's an original story that um, tons of twists. I really liked it. Um, Ooh, I just got chills. Um. (laughs) So I, I, that was a movie i think i said in the last episode i saw it like three times in one weekend in the theaters because i loved it and i didn't get why other people weren't loving it like i yeah, didn't you understand. dressed up as uh, some characters for halloween yes, <laughs> yes my boyfriend and i not this past halloween because you know covid but the time before we dressed up as tethered versions of ourselves which is like the red jumpsuit we had uh, like plastic gold scissors and like the one glove and I did his makeup and my makeup to look like we were living in like a tunnel. Um, And we had so much fun. Like we were like, we look sick, this is dope. No one knew who the fuck we were. I was so pissed. One, only, are you guys janitors? Yeah, or? they're like, what, what, I'm sorry, what are you? And we'd, I'd be like, have you seen the, have you seen us? And they're like, what? And I'm like, have you seen Get Out? And they're like, yeah. And like, okay, the se- the second movie by the guy that did Get Out, Us. And she, oh yeah, I saw that trailer. There was I, only one very drunk girl that came up to us and was like, oh my God, I love you. This is great. But the rest of the night people were like, 
when he when he says to be and like what a shame it came out that same fucking year guys like yeah oh but yeah i think that's that's a one where like if you haven't seen it see it is if you're a horror fan see it i don't i don't get why it didn't like stick like get out did because i think it's up to that quality for sure for sure and then one other one that was uh considered a classic and um controversially did not win best picture uh brokeback mountain i saw for the first time okay i haven't seen that yet actually yeah it's it's uh i watched it on peacock um which you know because it's free and i was like oh okay we'll watch that um great performances like you would have guessed uh you know beautiful locations and i think it it just like i was especially interested in it because you know i i did visit montana this last year uh to do some like just social distant vacation uh vacation and hiking in the mountains and stuff so certain scenes for that i just like it brought me back to like ah being out in the middle of nowhere and like not worrying about crowds and <laughs> not worrying about mm-hmm. having to wear a mask because i'm just like out on my own and <laughs> so uh yeah i think it's worth seeing um and i i guess i yeah I, I do understand why people would have preferred that to win best picture over crash <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean cr- crash is crash yeah anyway anyway um so speaking of awards i recently watched a couple i already talked about soul and Palm Springs that are like comedy awards, but I've also watched um, some drama uh, award movies. Uh, so I watched Judas and the Black Messiah. It's on HBO now. Um, and holy shit, like Daniel Kaluuya, speaking of Get Out earlier, he just needs to be in every movie. Like he's just <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Like he's so dynamic in everything he does like (laughs) just great um and lakeith stanfield is opposite him his like supporting role and he is just so wonderful as well um the story itself is fascinating and one that is really not well known it's about how the fbi uh essentially murdered uh fred hampton who was a civil rights leader um, and how they used a black man uh, as their informant because he uh, basically uh, had, he got caught for a crime and they said, look, you don't have to go to jail if you infiltrate Fred Hampton's group and get us info. And so it's a, it's a very fascinating story um, but to just for those two guys' performances alone, I would say absolutely watch it. Like, they are just wonderful. And, and everything they do, they are just wonderful. Like, so especially Daniel Kalula, I think he's amazing. Um, and Lakeith Stanfield, I feel like people need to start watching his shit more because he's just always, like, so different like in this he's so dynamic because he's playing like someone who's like so scared and nervous but has to act like really chill and cool the whole time and it's just uh it's just actually 
reminds me of Daniel Kaluuya's performance in Get Out, where he's essentially doing that very layered thing. Um, but yeah, that that was just a wonderful, wonderful film because of those two performances and because of this really powerful story that I knew very little about. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other dramatic awards movie I watched was Promising Young Woman. And holy shit, you guys, this is so fucking good. It's so powerful and uh, controversial in a way that's good, I think, um, because it's, it's dealing with some really hard things. It's dealing with female rage. It's dealing with uh, how do you find peace within yourself? How do you uh, get to a level of acceptance for certain things when certain things are just unacceptable? Um, oh, it's so good. Um, I, God, and Carrie Mulligan is, is so wonderful. We're so used to seeing her in like period pieces. So it's really cool to watch her uh, just as a modern day woman. And what she gives in this movie is just like all over the place in the best way possible. Yeah, I've um, heard good things. It's really good. The ending uh, has, uh, it, it's, it, it's just, the ending is not where you think it would go. And I know a lot of people were really mad at the ending. I personally thought it was a wonderful ending and understandable. Uh, that's all I'll say about that. Um, but yeah, you know, it was uh, Emerald Farrell, who's been in a few like Brit she's British, so she's been in some British things. She's been she actually plays um, Camilla Parker on The Crown. Uh, she wrote and directed it. It was her first time directing, and just like the style of the movie is beautiful, like the color choices, the locations, uh, what she was able to get out of the cast. Um, it's it's dramatic but also has funny moments so there's a lot of comedic men that are in it um which is interesting to see because they kind of use this these like likable guys as actually heinous men showing that it's like not you know it can be a nice guy that's also a total creep and awful uh, so yeah i just can't say enough things about this movie as of right now it's my favorite movie of the year I just was blown away by it. Um, and then next up on my list, I want to see Minari. I hear that's amazing. Um, and I want to see the Billie Holiday movie. I think it's the United States versus Billie Holiday. So I'll be watching those soon. Um, uh, and then I just want to give a shout out to an indie movie I watched on Netflix called Rust Creek. Um, it came out this year. It was... I think written and directed by a, a woman named Jen McGowan. Uh, I wasn't familiar with any of her work. Uh, this cast of, of characters I wasn't familiar with at all. I didn't know anyone that was in it. Um, and it was just really neat to see this like very indie movie uh, that was compelling. It's sort of like a survivalist thriller. Um, it's really good. So I get kind of annoyed when people are like, we didn't get any movies this year. And we actually did. We actually got a <laughs> lot of really good movies this year. Yeah. Ain't looking for them. And that's yeah. one that I wish got more attention. Again, it's called Rust Creek. Uh, just 
a really well done independent thriller uh, with a female protagonist and a female film director and just uh, again just just was like so captivating um, and that wasn't up for any awards or anything unfortunately but like yeah like I said like the actually 2020 like there were great movies they're out there just you got yeah. for sure yeah and a few movies I just wanted to mention that some of these were given some awards and a couple of these were not but uh look if you, if you really think you can't find good movies like you said like there's some that are still coming out and just some that came out within the last year or two like mm-hmm. recent really good uh movies so one of which uh was one of justice's justice's <laughs> one of your favorites recently hustlers um uh, i saw hustlers twice now um because i loved it the first time and then uh showed it to my girlfriend because it is so good this should so have good. been nominated for best picture should have been nominated for best director should have been nominated for j-law um j-lo J- J-Lo, uh, right. <laughs> j-law could never do what j-lo does okay um yeah the movie is just a story that's so relevant to people who lived through, you know, the financial crisis and how it affected people. And the performances are great. The story is great. It's based on a true story. Um, I think the director just did a, an amazing job getting these performances out of people, but also, um, yeah, it just, the the movie flows so well. It feels like, I feel like so often I see movies that I'm like wanting more or they need to cut stuff. But like this movie just felt like balanced perfectly. Um, mm-hmm. Like it had everything you wanted. Uh, so good. Uh, another movie that I really enjoyed, it did get some uh, awards uh, recognition was Jojo Rabbit um Mm, mm -hmm. saw that it was on hbo max when i did have it for a little bit so good so good uh taika watiti is one of our best filmmakers going right Mm -hmm. now yeah Um, the reason i put this under drama and not comedy was just because it's covering very heavy subject with nazis and it's a movie that gets emotional but it's also very funny um Mm -hmm. it's like if there's someone that could balance that it's i don't know how he does it you know like one Mm -hmm. scene you're cracking up and then another scene you're crying uh that's very difficult to do some people can't make people laugh or make people cry but he's like i'll just do both yeah Uh, (laughs) yeah he's very special like he just he's really good at comedy and he's really good at thought-provoking material as well for sure um and yes he is the guy who did thor ragnarok uh see his other movies like jojo rabbit see hunt for the wilder people yeah. see um oh i need i still need to see what we do in the shadows but i've heard nothing but good things about mm-hmm. that yeah that's um, funny. so yeah uh loved those uh wish they got more recognition than where they were because like jojo was like it got like best adapted screenplay but like I don't know. That's a movie I'm going to be thinking about and like I want to buy. Hustlers I already bought because I was like, this is Hell yeah. great. Um, lastly, a movie I want to mention, um, I saw Raid 2, 
which uh, mm-hmm. is an action movie. Uh, I saw the first Raid movie a while ago. Like, if you're a fan of, like, the John Wick movies, like, you can see the movies that take heavy inspiration, and some of those actors were in the John Wick movies. Hmm. Like, just so good. Um, you guys can get over the dubs or get over the subtitles. Like, the action is ridiculous it just puts like american action movies to shame yeah so i saw raid one a few years ago and was like this shit is dope like oh my god so does two hold i haven't seen two yet does two hold up to that level as well so what i'll say i think it holds up to that level as far as like the action goes like the story is definitely different because the first one is like the cops are raiding like this this uh safe house if you will or whatever with criminals and it's it's all like the same day and um it's very specific to like the situation raid 2 is a little bit more in depth it's more of like a traditional cop story um but the action is fucking bananas you know like i don't know what like just like how with like the John Wick movies, like they he just kept topping Keanu Reeves and the director kept topping themselves. Like same for this director who did both these movies. And that's why I think they're not going to do a raid three, if you will, because um, they're just like, all right, we topped the first one. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> we don't know how we're going to do this again. Mm-hmm. I'm curious what that director will do next, but wow. It's just, <sighs> it has great performances and um, even like, just like watching the actors because like I, I got a, uh, a Blu-ray that had like the dubs. Um, so like sometimes that throws you off when there's dubbing, mm-hmm. but like just seeing all the things that they do and the performances that some of them give it's yeah it's i just want people to watch the raid movies and like the john wick movies like don't watch the rock and vin diesel and all these fucking fast and furious Shaw garbage <laughs> movies people like unless you're just getting high and laughing at them but if you're like actually watching them like this is going to be good action it's like no 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 (laughs) get out of america and find your action elsewhere right and oh oh and i almost forgot i saw the first three police story movies with jackie chan um the another one great action just like raid and raid 2 um like you said get out of america watch some uh from other countries whether it's china or uh indonesia i think the raid movies are from people are just kicking our ass with action and mm-hmm. these are examples um i think like this main guy who was in both raid movies it's like how is he not like the next bruce lee jackie chan famous person because uh, yeah he crushes it in these so. yeah okay i'm gonna have to watch that one too god damn i have so much <laughs> so much i've watched so much to watch oh my god right but yeah that's that's what I've been watching, Jess. <laughs> yeah, I think I covered pretty much all that I've been watching. I mean, it's been a lot, so I'm sure I missed like a couple things here and there, but like these are the ones that stood out. Um, and yeah, in, in terms, I mean, just all the movies I mentioned besides Basic Instinct. <laughs> Again, I don't know why I watched that. Um, 
I, I recommend, I think they're all really great. Um, so yeah, no, if you're like, there's, we didn't get any good, good movies. Like there's good movies, literally like at your fingertips, find them, they're there. Um, pay, pay some money, support some of these smaller movies. If you have to rent it on Amazon, like do it. Um, because yeah, I think that we've just really have gotten a lot of good content in a year where like you know, we don't, we, I mean, you know, you know how the year went, like, you know, I don't (laughs) don't need to tell you. you. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that's what I watched and I'm very excited to watch the boy band con and I'm very excited (laughs) for you to watch framing Britney Spears and I'm very excited to talk about it. So if you're listening, you guys should watch both and hear us talk about it in the next uh, segment of what we've been watching on the next episode. For sure. But uh, yeah, Jess, where can they find you on the social medias? On Instagram and Twitter, I am at Jess Quaz, J-E-S-S-K-W-A-Z-Z. And you can also follow my new podcast again, just a reminder, uh, Second Chance Movies. uh, And that is on Twitter and Instagram. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Brandon Prosec um, and follow Entertainment Buffet on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, all the things. Um, And we have some more episodes uh, coming for you shortly as we approach our hundredth episode. But uh, (laughs) until then, let us know what have you guys been watching? We'd love to hear, get even more suggestions to add to our list.